Hello, hello everyone. We are starting more one more episode of 1G Connection. And today we have a great person with me, which is Manuela. She's from Austria. I had the opportunity to study with her when I was in Madrid. She's excellent. She has a great global experience working and studying in different parts of the world. And she's also one of the persons that since I started this project, I wanted to interview her so much because, I mean, she studied in Spain, she studied in Belgium, she, uh, she traveled to South America more than me, even that I lived here. So I think she would be amazing to talk with her. Manuela, thanks for joining us in 1G Connection. Thank you for the invitation. Great. And Manuela, before we start, um, we always ask our the people that join us for to bring a drink. What you brought to the show today? <laughs> um, I brought uh, red currant juice. Um, it's um, <laughs> it's an Austrian thing. Everybody knows it here, I think. Um, it's actually homemade um, from oh. the fruits in our garden. And um, yeah, it's so good. I could drink it all day long. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome well i'm a coffee fan so i brought my coffee it's too early in brazil it's moon so i don't want to start drinking other things right now and also my bottle of water <laughs> Yeah, well, um, so I, um, I grew up in Austria, um, I was born here in Salzburg, and um, I went to school here, graduated, and um, yeah, at the age of 19, I started my studies, um, business and economics in Austria, actually in a very uh, small town, it's, I, I think in Brazil, you would not even consider it a uh, a city it's <laughs> i think 17000 inhabitants yeah it's, we have the small towns in brazil okay. as well <laughs> okay uh, yeah and i did a part of my uh, bachelor's there um, and then i a part of of this program was uh, an internship uh, which i did in vienna and then I went um, for a part of my studies abroad uh, to Spain, Madrid, where, where we studied together, actually. Um, yeah, so um, that was, well, even during my school time, actually, that's where I, I started to really like um, languages and foreign cultures, different people, get to know everything that actually that has been driving me ever since. So my first internship abroad, um, I did um, for three months in summer um, in Spain. I was, I was 17, I think. Um, and uh, I, I worked in a hospital, uh, in a, not in a hospital, sorry, <laughs> in a, a restaurant, a hotel. And um, yeah, that was the, actually the first time I, I was abroad for longer than just a holiday and yeah uh, it was actually the beginning really I, I loved it and so yeah 
Spain during my studies. I went for a year um, to Spain. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was so cool. All the people I got to know, all the different kinds of, of learning, the way they teach there in university was very different to what I, I learned in Austria. Um, actually, um, the way they approach things and yeah, um, it was really interesting. So I was it's really glad I could stay there for two semesters. So the uh, one full, full year. And um, first moment, well, I, I reached the airport and met the first person. Everybody is just so open and so um, welcoming. That is actually in every country in South America, I experienced that and it was just really amazing. People, well, it seems as people just love life and they were so welcoming to strangers and everything and I, I felt at home everywhere really and um, I like that so much and well it's obviously um, the landscape in South America is absolutely breathtaking so diverse so many so much untouched nature really you cannot find in Europe anymore because all the small countries we mainly have forests if it's if it's still um, natural but just yeah that that was amazing and then um, what I could learn from all the people there I mean from everyone really no matter what they did in their life or how old they have been um, they teach me so much about the way they live and they see life and and yeah that that was really amazing awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> any main lesson or any uh experience that is sent out from the others or lesson or experience that you would share um well it basically it teach me to never um it became very obvious to me that you never stop learning because um, everybody knows a lot, a lot of things, um, even, even though maybe they, they did not go to university. But then they teach you about how, how, how the agriculture works there in this very specific uh, kind of land. And I thought, okay, that's amazing how you can grow something here and the, the, the techniques they use and everything um and yeah phew, i don't know where where else to begin um yeah now i want to explore a little bit more about your period study you had the unique chance of studying in spain studying in belgium in austria and I'm curious to know, the first thing I'm, I'm curious to know is, is it common for people in Austria to study abroad or not that much? Um, I would say it's quite common um, for students um, in university to do at least one semester abroad. 
um, I mean, everybody has the chance due to the um, Erasmus program we have in Europe. So you, without losing basically time of studying, you can just move to another country, another university and follow your program. So a lot of students do that really. Basically, I mean, I would say all who want to go abroad, um, there are always some who, who prefer staying at home. Um, but obviously not everybody likes to be away so much <laughs> as I did. Um, but yeah, mostly moving within Europe is, is very easy. So that's a huge advantage. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Europe, uh, as you said before, like you had this learning when you were in South America, Europe is not as, as big as other parts of the world, I think. So it's much easier. And that's one of the things I realized when I went to Europe to go from one country to the other. It's like from compared to someone here in Brazil, it's like from me to come to my state to the other, or even come, even in my state, I can, I would cross like three countries in Europe. So <laughs> I, I think this makes things easier for people in Europe because things are closer, the countries are closer to each other. So that, that's that's interesting. Oh, but I, I mean, that's interesting because here in South America, it's not that common. So only few people have the chance to work or study abroad. And Manuela, as I'm based, as I'm in Brazil, South America, I'm really curious to understand more your experience in South America. So you mentioned that and correct me if I'm wrong, okay? You mentioned that you were stud you had this experience in Spain, which you learned Spanish and you met people from different parts of the world. You say that you what sparked your curiosity to come to South America was mainly the Spanish language or something else? Um, no, that's actually just a small part. Um, but um, I, it has always fascinated me that people from different um, countries have, well, all, all this diversity. They have so many different um, ideas, even the way they view the world. And yeah, just the mentality, everything is, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it was new to me and very exciting, even though you can tell the difference if somebody is from, well, the north of Europe or south of Europe, also different. But then South America, all the countries there, even though you could say, well, it's all South America, everything is similar, but there are so many differences. And that was just so interesting to me. Awesome. And I'm curious to know, what was your perception before going to South America? and your perception after you left South America, did anything have changed since you went there and you left? Um, yeah, obviously. So, hmm, can I say it's in a few words? It's, uh, <laughs> it's so difficult because it's a lot. I mean, I, I went there and I did not really know what to expect, to be honest. Um, I had friends from studying from different countries. Um, but I thought, I mean, 
I, I know Europe best, so I thought somehow it will be similar, but... Oh. <laughs> I, I hope, I mean, I wish so, would be we had some more similarities. <laughs> oh, I think it's not necessary, no. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> so just the way people live, for example, there are just considering the distances going from one city or from one country to another is just enormous compared to Europe or, yeah. or the way also, um, well, the, the, the way you live in Europe, everybody's kind of, everything's kind of similar. And in South America, you can really tell the difference some people are very very poor and live in very yeah. well basic circumstances like the the children i was teaching and then others live so comfortably you even in europe you've never seen that so just like kings and queens it's that was yeah. very yeah i i, I had i did not know that before yeah. and so i think the social disparity is one of the biggest, I mean, for instance, Brazil is one of the biggest, uh, not biggest, but has the highest, one of the highest social disparities in the world. And I, I think that's a shame. We are, there's so many things that we need to do. And when I was in Europe, that was one of the main difference I've seen, because it's just like you said, there are people who live in the poverty, why a lot of people are doing, living much more comfortable. That's for sure. Uh, you didn't, how was discovering this for the first time? Was it shocking for you? Yeah, it was. It was actually really hard on me because if you just <clears throat> read about it, it's it's one thing. But if you're there and you actually, um, you're in between and you, you see like there's one very big family or several living together in a just a small house or sometimes not not even a, a proper house and um and they are very limited in their the possibilities they can do because they often don't get a proper education or or it's very hard for them to focus on it because they have so much going on in their families that's at least what i can say about the um the the, the kids i was with and it kind of it really broke my heart that they were so so innocent and young and they were they did not have the, the same chances as other people yeah yeah that was very hard on me in the yeah in the yeah. beginning and well unfortunately i think this is one of the bad things about the area that i live in the region that i live yeah it's shocking no much to say about that i mean it's something that as a society south america needs to work on and so many yeah. things that we need to do it's not easy because i mean uh doing a i think we are much more recent society compared to Europe. So you guys being study and have this culture of education and growth for more years, we were colonized and then we were a lot of 
slavery, different cultures being mixed. And then we got our independence not so long ago. And now we are trying to build things and trying to get things through. I think, I mean, it's still unclear where we're gonna solve that. To be honest with you, when I see this here in Brazil where I live, I cannot say, okay, I see that maybe the next generation, honestly, when I see that we have so many things to fix, especially culturally speaking, you know, people uh, caring more about this situation because today I would not say that the rich people care this much to solve this. So uh, this is more sad than any other thing, to my opinion. Yeah, I mean, in Europe, there are problems as well. And as you say, it's we had much more time to um, yeah. Well, to evolve, but yeah. Yeah, it's... but now let's move to good things now mm -hmm. then. So, and what were the good things that you've seen here in South America that you were not expecting? Oh, so many things, actually. Um, well, when it comes to studying in Austria and studying abroad, because um, at home, everybody is, um, well, focused on the the program and maybe this like works aside or something but when you uh, go abroad you're always part of the international students and uh, I felt like the, the teachers and the professors they treat you differently because mostly you don't know the language so well and yeah I mean some some don't care but many they they consider your circumstances also that you're not there for for so long um but um in spain um what was different that many it felt like many students who went there um they came there for the country um and for all the advantages in spain um the the parties and the <laughs> good good weather and and the the good time um I, I realized that actually more when I went to Brussels. I mean, maybe it's also different that I did my master's there, but um, the students I was with there, they were all very focused and everybody, well, not, not going out so much during the week, maybe, maybe once, but more at the weekend and really focusing on the, on the, the classes and um, see that they, they learn as much as possible and, and yeah, also much more focused al already on, on their career path. Um, many wanted to go work for the European Union. Of course, it was so close. Um, so that, that, was, that was different, I would say, between um, Belgium and, and Spain, for sure. Okay, okay, interesting. And as you said, it's not uncommon to, for students in Europe to study abroad. And my, and this sparks curiosity in me, which is, okay, if most of the students, they have this chance of studying abroad, how do people uh, stand out from other students to get the best jobs or and I don't know, maybe in Europe you have so many qualified and very skilled jobs that it can, uh, it can absorb all the, all the offer, 
but or if not, how do people, how do you stand out from other students? What do you have to do to be like, oh, this is a, one of the best professionals in Europe. This is on the top ranking. I don't know. Or if it's not that competitive because the offer of jobs is so high and it can absorb the whole, you know, the main. <laughs> well, no, I think it's, it's, of course, competitive, but you really, to to apply and to get a good job, having international experience is kind of mandatory, really. Um, it, it's rather, if you do not have it, you're like one step lower um, because it's, it's rather normal. But um, to stand out, well, a lot of um, um, things besides studying, like, um, well, it's kind of, well, being good in, in, in a, a certain sport or playing a musical instrument, some, something where the, um, the employers can see that you, you like to focus on something and, and, and stay with it, um, for example, or having a, already a lot of work, well, a lot of but internships and work experience when you actually get your first job. That's actually a bit ridiculous in my opinion, because how can you have experience if you do not get the chance <laughs> yeah. to gain your first experience? I because totally you already need work experience for that. But that, yeah, that makes a lot of difference. So the more experience you already have, that is yes. always a big advantage. And now going a little bit to your work experience, you were able to get a very qualified job working in a famous consulting, global consulting company. So what you had to stand out, you were, a, you, you were an athlete, or as you said, you played some any music or you had uh, experience working before. How you, how you did to get this first uh, job that was a very skilled job? Um, well, I think I had um, the first step was done with the application, of course. So the people who were invited to the interview had, I would say, similar experience to me. So um, all the all the things I'd done before were, of course, got me the the entrance ticket to the to the interview, and then. Um, well, for this first job, I think that the real difference was that I was um, so interested in what, what they told me and I really wanted to, to get the job and I informed myself before um, what is important there, what they do exactly, how I could um, be a benefit. And yeah, the more um, enthusiastic or excited and... and, and um, yeah, I yeah. The more you, the more lot, you, right? you wanted, it really um, made the the difference. I think for me. Yeah, I do believe in that. I mean, at the beginning when I started my own career, I didn't have much experience. To be honest with you, I think I started uh, in the age of 18, 19. I mean, I I worked in when I was 15, 16, but was like summer jobs uh, during my vacation. 
So it was not actually, and just doing some, I mean, jobs for my family's company, but nothing special, just like operational work. And I didn't have much experience. What I had, I think that got me the first jobs was passion. I was really interested in joining the companies that I was applying for. And I think this makes a lot of difference for young people that are going to the market. And I good that you shared, you have this vision as well. And you yeah. mentioned, Manu, go ahead. No, I, I wanted to say, uh, just to add that in my experience, it's not so important that in your first jobs, you have a lot of so much qualified work. It's just also that they see that you, you like to do different things and um, yeah, see different companies, even if it's not, not such a, a great uh, position, um, that helps a lot. Yes, absolutely. Uh, one point, uh, Manuela, what are, I mean, working with these people and you mentioned they have so different visions of things. Do you have any example of something that a good experience that you had because of the different people from different parts of the world collaborating together? Yeah, of course. Um, so when we work together on... Um, for example, on a, creating a concept. Um, and I brought um, my uh, ideas and my experience and vision. And um, as we worked with different people from different countries, everybody could, could bring something, something new, something I, I hadn't thought of, or a, a new way of how you could also see it. And so we could integrate all of this in, into the into the outline and it got so much better um, with different views um, and and yeah different people working on it also it's it's not just different countries well that would be the biggest difference but also like people with from different ages um, because young people have a different view or different ideas than um, people who have been much longer in the business and have have a lot of experience, but sometimes they don't see or, or they don't think of something very new because they're so used to it. So. Yeah. And, so, and you touched a good point. How, and you touched a good point. I mean, the young professionals collaborating with more experienced professionals of course, the collaboration of the both groups are essential to a business to thrive. But in different parts of the world, I, I don't know, I, and that's why I want to ask you that. How is for young people to grow in their career in Europe? Young people, so for instance, to get to a management level, to a director level. So does the age count a lot or not that much or depends on the industry you are? How would you say? What would you say about that? Um, well, about the industry, I'm I'm not sure that could be certainly a factor. But if you, um, it it certainly counts. So if you're young, you have to um, be a lot more bold and show a lot more that you actually know it uh, or have an, have an idea how to do it or a good approach too, not because you lack experience, but 
age is not well a factor that determines how well you do something so you actually um have to try harder i would say or work harder and also it's usually um demanded or expected that you really work a lot so the the faster you want to move in your career the much more effort and, and time you have to invest because of course you need to learn everything from the from the start but also um yeah even if sometimes it's just to show that you really want it um but yeah it, it is certainly possible a lot of um many young people get into positions where you would expect um, more experienced professionals to be in, but um, yeah, you definitely have to have to work for it. Yeah, good. Yeah, I, I would say it's the same here in Brazil. Uh, I, I would say that in some industries, we are, it's easier to grow in spite of your age. For instance, technology, startup words, uh, people don't care much about your age or anything like that. This is one of the reasons that I was able to grow faster in my own career, but more traditional business is just exactly as you said. You need to work harder, be bolder, and prove more of yourself uh, before getting a, like a management level or something like that. And yeah. you also, also, go ahead. Also, I, I did not work in startups yet. I mean, I would like to, it's really interesting, but I didn't, so I cannot really say about- uh, How is this startup ecosystem in Austria, by the way? Is it hot or is not that popular? Um, well, it is, actually it's a, a, a lot of work, a lot of things you need to know and to do. So actually the, Basically, they say it's easy to build up a company or to start a company, but but then you need uh, to consider a lot of things. So that's what stops many many people from actually making that move. Yeah. Still. So would you say that it's still a little bit riskier compared to more traditional companies, right? Because for instance, here in Brazil, if we go back like five years in time, when I joined. The, my star, uh, the startup I work today. I mean, it was still something new and I was insecure. I wanted to work for global companies, big companies. And when I jumped in this startup, I was, I was a little bit afraid, okay, I'll try. I mean, I'm trying these global companies here. I'm getting to the end of the interviews and I'm losing at the last interview. So I'll give a chance to this small startup here and end up that the, we grow enormously and we expanded globally but i didn't know about that today if we if uh, a guy, someone that is leaving university they are already putting startups in their one of their first options and this is totally different like five years or six years ago which was when i was leaving college so would you say today when someone is leaving college in Austria, for instance would you say that they consider the startup environment as one of the first options or still not? Uh, it depends really what um, what the students or the people want. Um, many want to go work in startups um, because, well, 
the range of the, the, the job you can do is a lot bigger because they don't have professionals for every little thing like in, in yeah. big companies. So that's very attractive, I would say. And also that you can grow with the company. So many want that. Also, uh, many of uh, my friends I studied with. Um, I, I, because also it's, it's very interesting. I think what you, what you can see and probably learn in the beginning, but it's always also risky because um, often it's, um, well, you have to be kind of in a good relation with the owner. And that has proven to be difficult for, for many of the people I know. And uh, yeah, also I would say that um, in generally speaking, the, the pay, uh, the salary in the more, um, in the bigger companies is, is better in the beginning. So it's kind of a safer yeah, option. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yes. I would say working startups is, is a big risk because you can join a good startup and you can grow and you grow with it, but, and there are so many startups that sometimes choosing the right one makes the risk higher, right? So I totally agree with you. And, and you were mentioning before we touch on the startups were the uh, growing and age. And here in Brazil, a topic that is becoming more popular every year and now is something that we are discussing a lot lately is the equality between women and men. So this was not something that was very popular like a few years ago here in Brazil. And I don't, I would like to know how is this topic today in Europe? Is this still something that you guys already have more equality or it's still something that is still being discussed a lot? How is this topic in, in Austria or Europe overall? It's actually discussed a lot these days. Um... And well, basically, of course, everybody has the chance to apply to the same job, but then um, it's in, in all the higher um, positions, it's still mainly men. And that really is a problem because in university, there are the, the percentage is so much more women to men, and then somehow it changes. Um, because of, well, all, all the different reasons, but that is actually discussed a lot. And I think it's so important because it's, it's still harder for women to get the same level, the same job. Um, so it's even though they say there, there are the same chances in Europe, they are not. And in Austria it's the same, so yeah. Okay, no, yeah, I, it's a shame to hear that because I thought that Europe would be, I mean, maybe you guys are some steps ahead. I hope you guys are, because I know, yeah, it's hard. Well, we're, we're, I think we're not much ahead everywhere. So yeah. that would be, yeah. And have you ever, I mean, and especially being a woman, you've seen, I, mean, I imagine that you've seen that so many times, right? Yeah. Um, also because actually in my um, past career and working life, I've been mainly working with men. Really, it's been like 
maybe 80% men, 20% women. So there's really a, a Even big though you difference. said that a lot of women in universities, when it goes to work, it's like this disparity. Yeah, I mean, it also depends um, on the industry working. And I've been, well, in consulting and banking and finance. So there, that is one sector where there should be less women than men. Um, but yeah, if you if you see it all the time that there's it's only men, it kind of also yeah it carries the image that only men can get there, which is which is not true. But well, it is certainly easier for them, and it's yeah. Even though all these circumstances, I think that you can of course get there and i have never been i don't know in, intimidated or thought i i cannot get something what i something i want because i'm i'm a woman so i've yeah i, I have no never had a problem with anything of that and i i work there and i i'm fine working with men it's been really really good everywhere um but yeah some of my friends tell me oh they would not they would not do that because it's it's a, only men in this industry and it starts yeah. with that okay okay but that's interesting to know how things uh are in having the view of how this subject is in europe uh, and it's like in Brazil. I hope something to be discussed. I think there are some countries that, I mean, it's, it's few countries. I don't know how, for how long this subject's been popular in, uh, in Europe, but it's recent in Brazil, I would say. So maybe now that people are discussing this more, especially the business, they are becoming more aware of that. They start to take some action. So I see there are some companies here in Brazil taking a lot of actions in this front. I hope as a word, we move towards this direction because it's an important subject. In my company, for instance, more than 50% of the leaderships, I think it's 54% are women leadership positions and also in the C-levels positions. And this makes a lot of difference when we have this uh, equality between it. I know that the company that I work for is not the standard. It's like unusual to see that in Brazil as well. But I see a lot of the benefits of having that because we are able to work differently, to work faster, to adapt faster. And I think one of the main reasons why we were able to succeed was one of these. But that's cool. That's yeah, cool. It's great to hear. Yeah. They, I mean, it's a, um, we, they, we care a lot about that. It's something that we believe happens, not only, it's not only socially, but also it helps the business uh, generate ends results, you know? So yeah. women are better than men in a lot of areas, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and when you have the equality, I think things go much better. For, for the business, not only talking about socially, this is the right thing to do, but talking about with the business mind, you know? Um, so, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I think diversity is positive on every aspect. So it, it yeah. only helps. 
And okay, Manuela, I mean, we are getting to the end here and I have some preset questions for you. You don't need to elaborate much. You just <laughs> need to, to give like your first thought answer. And can I start? Yeah, please go ahead. Okay. What is your favorite local dish? Oh, um, that would be um, Austrian dumplings. Um, oh it's God. kind of a, it's a dough made out of curd with, and they're filled with apricots. <laughs> so oh it's God. actually a sweet dish. It's really good. <laughs> I'll have to um, search by that. So yeah, I never, they call I never apricot hear about dumplings. it. Yeah, even the word is hard for me. Please, you have to write me sometime. I have to research this in Google. Okay, good. And what's your favorite foreign dish? Oh, wow. How can I choose? Um, <laughs> impossible. Impossible? <laughs> Tell yeah. some of your favorites then. Um... Well, I'm a vegetarian, <laughs> so now, actually, not not for forever, but maybe it would be um, something Asian right now because it always changes my favorite dish, but they have a lot of uh, ways to prepare um, vegetables, so I love that. Good, good to know, good to know. Okay, so when you left your college when you left college for the first time what was your ideal wage salary that you had on your mind um you mean per per year or yeah it could be per year or per month we can convert later only um, if you can do a uh, save in dollars if it's easy for you um Oh God. Well, I I started my first job after my undergrad, after my bachelor. So um, then my expectation was, um, I would say, like uh, like between thirty and thirty five thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's fair. Have no comparison at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I like to ask this question to people in different parts of the world because it's different everywhere, mostly because yeah. of uh, living costs, where they are. Uh, so a lot of things affect that. It's just a curiosity question for okay, that I like to yeah, ask. It's One day I'll create a data to see what is the uh, the range between people from different places. <laughs> yeah. And if you could go work for one year in another county, only one year, where would you go? Oh, um, I would go, oh my God, I want to go to <laughs> so many places, probably, um, short answer, probably to the UK. UK? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Or somewhere further. I mean, yeah. If you give me a chance to work for one year abroad, I would go to every country. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I, I'd love to. Based go on your experience uh, working and going to so many different places, I imagine that. <laughs> and what if you had to stay forever? Uh, if you would move forever, where would you go? Oh. 
Good question. Um, I think I would, but that's so boring because I've been there, but also that's why I know it. I think I'd go to Spain. Okay, it's fair. Spain yeah. is awesome. Spain's yeah, cool. I, I love the life there. <laughs> so, yeah. And what is the country that you are most curious to meet that you haven't met yet? Um, India. India. Okay. Yeah, I've uh, I have never been there, and I'm so curious. It's very high on my list. Okay. But, yeah. Just wait. Just a to name bit. one. Yeah, just wait a little bit when COVID <laughs> goes down a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> it will be yeah. Safer. Of course. Yeah. But India, India. It's one of the countries that I also want to visit. Uh, big country, so ancient uh, culture, so many different things. Yeah, it's nice. And do you have any book that you are reading or any documentary, anything that you are studying or reading that would you share with our audience? Um... Hmm. Well, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm reading um, an, a novel right now, okay. um, um, which is very, <laughs> which is very good. I don't know if... Um... Please share with us. <laughs> okay, um, it's called, I'll translate. Um, I think the translation is um, uh, in, the, in the shadow of the... Yeah, yeah, give me a second. <laughs> Um, well, it's yeah, uh, the shadow of the wind of uh, Carlos Ruiz Safon. It's a, a Spanish author. Um, okay, it's, it's a very Spanish good book. Then. No, I'm reading it in German. Okay, um, but it's a yeah. Spanish author, but yeah, uh, it's translated I, I, to German. I, I exactly. I got oh, the, okay. the book for Christmas, um, so I'm I'm reading it now. Um, would be actually a good idea to read it in Spanish. I should do that yeah. for the next. <laughs> <laughs> good. And last question, Manuela. Uh, what would you say is a local company, a company from Austria? There is a reference for you. Um, where I work, you mean? No, no. Uh, can you tell us any company there is a reference that is that you admire that is from Austria? Um, yeah. Well, one company which is very well known globally is uh, Red Bull. It's from Salzburg, actually. They have oh, the headquarters here. Red Bull is still. from Austria. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Many people don't know it because it's so big, but they actually have the headquarters here. And that's where a lot of international people are also living in, in Salzburg. Um, I mean, there are many things I also do not admire about this company, but they certainly do a lot for the community here. And and that is that is a very positive point about okay. them. So they, um, they organize a, a lot of things and they create a lot of workplaces also and um yeah a lot of new new ideas so okay good yeah i mean was interesting i thought red i don't know i mean 
I thought they were American, to be honest with you. For some reason, most of these big global companies are American. So, and ever, and also Red Bull, it's an English, it's in, <laughs> so, but it's interesting to know they are from Austria. They have headquarters yeah. in Austria. Good to know. Yeah, it's, well. it's a company, well, basically, most, most people know. So, yeah, if you, some of you want to come work in Austria, go <laughs> apply yeah, for Red Bull. Yeah, that, that's cool. Manuela, we got to the end here. I want to thank you so much for joining 1G Connection. It was amazing talking with you. Uh, your experience is awesome uh, working and studying different places. I know that you are in a moment that moving around has been harder due to the situation of COVID, but I'm pretty sure that you will do much more uh, in this global experience based on what you've done. And please, not please so thank you a lot for joining me today okay yeah thank you i really recommend it um to everybody getting as much uh, international experience as possible because it's so enriching not just for your career but also for your personality and yeah thank you very much for having me